Hey, welcome to episode six of Growing Up Punk. Well, let's do this. I'm freaking pumped. You should be. You've been uh, <laughs> going crazy with recording lately. <laughs> just chatting least, my ears off. Yeah, just all sorts of interviews and stuff. Uh, so that's cool. Like It keeps us rolling um, because, as, as mentioned, I think it was on our, our last episode that we did together, uh, these episodes are going to be kind of once every two weeks, and then we'll fill in the, the off weeks with interviews and uh, lost episodes, and I did like a quick review of the Slick Shoes live record, so we might see more of those yeah. as we kind of ex- experiment with things. Um, but yeah, so this is Growing Up Punk. So welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast where we talk about punk rock and all of its friends. Uh, all grown up now, we got Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Hi, David. And yeah, that's me. You said my name <laughs> for me, David. So there you go. Uh, let's get the social media stuff out of the way right off the bat. If you want to follow us, you can find uh, find us on Twitter at Growing Punk Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Growing Up Punk. Um, I myself am on Twitter and Instagram at David Growing Up. And Aaron, sir, where can we find you? I am on Instagram, Aaron Grew Up Punk. Facebook One of these days. Slash Aaron Friesen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good reminder, though. We are also on Facebook. Just yeah, look up Growing on. Up Punk. Um, but I was going to say one of these days, maybe we'll get you back on Twitter. Who knows? Who knows? I, I That's know where all if, the cool uh, people are. I was on Twitter a number of years ago and all I posted was just really funny things. And I can't yeah. remember my login info, but I had some really, some really sweet, uh, sweet posts yeah. on there. I think my, back. uh, my tag name was like a anus or something. Yeah. You, you shared <laughs> that a little while back. I asked what, if you were on Twitter and you said you're, it was a, uh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe you can find me and see what I had to say. It wasn't much. So <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Maybe one of these days you could just start a new Twitter. Who knows? <laughs> I used to joke back in the day, back in the day, as if this podcast has been around for eons. Um, <laughs> But I but I used to joke with Jordan like he was he was the regular on the show before Aaron moved in and we changed directions a little bit. But I would always joke around that I was going to get him on Instagram and if he yeah, never got on that. Instagram, yeah, I was going to create an account for him, which eventually I did and never did anything on it. But there was I did create an, an Instagram account for him, but I don't know the login information anymore either. But um, yeah, so. Uh, Hi Aaron, how, how's life? You've been you've been busy recording interviews and stuff. We're not going to spoil what's coming up. We don't, I don't want to talk about about that. But you've been busy recording interviews and setting up interviews. And so, how's life outside of the podcast world? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, going pretty good. Um, I got <laughs> a random funny story from today. So I was the building I work in is uh, like a, a youth center behind uh, this big old church downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the church had borrowed some some tables and chairs and whatever, and so I was helping them bring it back. And I can't remember how we started talking about music, um, but this the sweet pastor dude from there, he's maybe like mid forties or close to fifty, I'm not sure. I tell him I do a music podcast talking about punk music, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, like like what kind of punk?" So immediately in my head, I'm like, okay, I don't know what, what his reference is for punk. Right, right. So I'm kind of like, uh, so immediately he's like, like Green Day? I was like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, we talk about Green Day. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, I love, uh, like, Sonic Youth and Fugazi. And, oh, and, just, and so he grew up in Toronto. And he's like, oh, I used to go to shows all the time. I've seen Rage Against the Machine. And just uh, listing off all these bands. Immediately, and just, I... I'd say immediately I kind of dislike the guy just for the fact that he's <laughs> had the opportunity to see Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of caught me off guard. Like, it was like, oh, man, I just wouldn't assume. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like my wife my wife played trumpet in a ska band. And <laughs> that is like, man. So that's anyways, awesome. That's not necessarily about life, but that was a, a funny uh, anecdote from today that I wanted to share. So do you see that guy often? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're go, you're enough. going to now. You're like now. I'm gonna. He's going to be on the podcast. Out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and like that. Oh, that's awesome. That's too great. Um, yeah. No, I just uh, I just went to Vancouver this weekend. That yeah, was pretty great. Yeah, let's hear about uh, that trip and the show. Yeah. So I went for. It, I mean, it was kind of, sort of for my birthday. Not really. It was. You know, Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a little while after my birthday, but. I use that as a selling point uh, to say to convince my wife. But we went to see the band Turnover, um, whom I like. Like I, I really like their album Peripheral Vision. Uh, the two albums that followed have kind of been all right. Like they're probably like slow growers, maybe. Uh, but like Peripheral Vision, the first moment I heard it, I was hooked. Uh, and so when I saw they were going to Vancouver, I was like, I should take this opportunity. It's the only Canadian date on this specific tour. So I'll go see them. And uh, yeah, like the venue, it was in the Vogue Theater, which I mean, I'd never been to before. That was my first show I'd ever been to in Vancouver. Mm. Uh, been to Vancouver yeah, before awesome. for, yeah, to just go hang out. But first show there. And uh, yeah, the Vogue Theater was pretty cool. It was a bonus because this is how you know I'm like getting old. Um, <laughs> we had spent, you know, the better part of the two day, like, we were there for two full days plus a little bit on either side but so we'd spent the better part of the two full days just walking around yeah so i was super pumped when we got into the vogue and there were seats at the back yeah (laughs) so we could sit and watch which was nice um yeah the like turnover had (laughs) i texted you this the vogue theater is cool but turnover has some of the ugliest merch i've ever seen and it was just like I mean, it's it's just not my style, right? Like, yeah. and that's that's the thing. They've kind of like they started out as like, um, you know, like an emo pop punk, mid tempo pop punk band, uh, and then with Peripheral Vision, they definitely started exploring more into the dream pop world. Okay, mixed with like pop punk and emo influences, and they're they're just kind of working their way a little bit more towards like indie dream pop with some kind of like jazzy influences. They're still cool, but. I, so I, I just think like the the style of their merch was just sort of not my style, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and I mean I, I don't want to like mention the opening band's names because I wasn't. I don't want to like de- like talk down, but one of them was like the definition of background music. Like nice. I was just like watching them being like how how is this a thing that people actually. And this probably makes me sound like an ass, but how is this a thing that people actually really get into? There were some moments that I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, in fact, there were some moments that reminded me of some like 90s tooth and nail sort of stuff. Uh, oh, cool. Like just on that side of like the shoegaze, dream pop sort of thing, that alternative stuff that tooth and nail was doing early on. But yeah. um, but none of it was like engaging enough, at least live for me to 
gain any real interest. Turnover was good though. Uh, and there was definitely, you could notice like the energy change from the opening two acts to turnover getting on stage. Like right. I feel like the opening two bands were clearly coming from, you know, like a different scene and turnovers just kind of crossing over into that scene. So like their tempos and just like all around like drum grooves and stuff like that were still coming more from the pop punk world. They were never mm. a fast band by any means, but just more yeah. upbeat. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good show. It was a good trip. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I love Vancouver, though. Yeah, uh, the only city. Yeah, the only confusing thing about going this time of year, especially knowing that you're going to be like walking around, is I was like, what do I like? What do I pack? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was like, do I do I need to bring like a winter coat? Because you just never know, right? Like, yeah. So I mean, it was cold and somewhat wet, but it was you know as. I just wore a hoodie and I had like a flannel like plaid shirt on. So it was it was warm enough. It was good. But I did bring like stuff that I just never used, so that was a bit of a an annoyance. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Vancouver. We're not here to talk about uh meeting new people. We're not here to even talk about turnover. Uh we're going back a little further because we're here to talk about Pennywise. Yeah. First and foremost, Mr. Aaron, sir, how did you hear about the band Pennywise? Do you have like a pinpoint moment or was it just kind of they like almost like osmosis? They were just sort of there one day. No, I, I definitely have that moment because uh, I think I touched on this on a, maybe it was the face-to-face episode where my brother had gone um, 
from the town Dauphin I grew up in. Him and a friend had gone to Winnipeg, uh, which is kind of the closest big city. And so he had come back with a bunch of albums. So he had, you know, those few face-to-face ones in there. And he also came back with uh, Pennywise self-titled and, and uh, their next album, Straight Ahead. And so, which, which was awesome because those are, I think those are two of their of their best records or two of, of my favorite anyways. And uh, yeah, I remember just being being blown away by it. For some reason, the album Straight Ahead stands out more. I don't know if it's just maybe he let me borrow that one first or, or whatever it is. But yeah, again, right, just in that era of, of finding new bands and and there was just something about them that, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like super different than the other bands I listened to, but I wasn't really listening to, you know, a ton of bands at that time, just whatever I could get my hands on. And, uh, yeah, I just, I remember loving it. I, I think he was a little apprehensive about it, um, because there was like quite a bit of swearing in it, which was, you know, kind of probably new for, for us getting into music. And, uh, so I don't even know if he like kept those records around or if he gave them away. Cause I have the face to face ones that he bought. I, yeah. you know, took those from him after, but I don't have the Pennywise ones, so I'm not sure what happened with those. So, which is funny because if he gave, if he was cautious or whatever about Pennywise and and the lyrics, the funny thing is that you ended up with the face to face records, which, as we discussed in the face to face episode, Trevor Keith is one of the cleanest lyricists in punk rock. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's it's funny if you ended up with that when he was concerned about you know the lyrics on on the Pennywise stuff, but. Um, for myself, I I can't really pinpoint how I discovered Pennywise. If I'm like, I feel like I must. I just had friends, you know. So like going back to where I said it was a kind of like osmosis, where you just sort of heard and they filtered, and you heard them one way or another. And next thing you know, they were a part of your or part of my um, just like catalog or repertoire. What I, I never owned anything by Pennywise, hmm. um, but uh, the like the album Full Circle for sure is like where like at that time because it would have come out i think shortly before i you know kind of first got into punk so it was uh like looking at their discography here i would have gotten into punk rock like right between full circle and straight ahead and so like pennywise was just one of those bands that was for sure there like i can i can picture myself i want to say i was in grade eight or early grade nine and i had a buddy who was a huge pennywise fan and um when I think about Pennywise, this is kind of the funny thing. I can't pinpoint, like I said, like where I heard about them. But what I can pinpoint is a very specific story of hanging out with a like the the kid who I think of when mm. I think of Pennywise. So this yeah. <laughs> this will tell you a lot about my childhood, um, my teenage years. I snuck out of the house like in the middle of the night once. No, that's not twice, but one of the times was with this kid. And he came to me one day. He was, he was like the kid where my parents were like, we don't really want you hanging out with him. He's kind of trouble, you know. But then on the flip side of that, I think his parents sort of said the same thing about me. <laughs> like we were just, you know, we were just getting into trouble together, right? Yeah, yeah. Like when I think of the offspring, I think I mentioned, I think of like this one this one kid who I hung out with. Maybe I didn't mention this, but um, this one kid who I hung out with and we get in trouble all the time. We were just like... You know, it was it was just how we were. And as this other friend rolled around, I'd kind of stopped hanging out with this one kid, so I like replaced him in a sense. But anyway, um we went or he came to me one day and he said, Dude, 
there's this construction site. Like we both lived in the same neighborhood, like two streets over. Yeah. It's like, there's this construction site down, you know, a few blocks that way. I want to steal some wood from this construction site to build like a skate, like a, a box for skateboarding. Right. Nice. Classic. Yeah. And, and at that time I was like, that was right around the time where I was trying to get into skateboarding. It was about the only time in my life where I actually had a skateboard. I borrowed it from someone and uh, was, was, you know, trying to give it a go. And um, anyway, he's like, he's like, if you come with me, if you help me steal this wood in the middle of the night, I've got this epitaph iron on that I'll give you. Yeah, so it was an iron. On, yeah, right? So I was like, okay. So sneaking out in the middle of the night, cool. And I get this sweet epitaph iron on. I got. I know just the place for it. Um, it was a black hoodie, by the way, that I ended up putting it on. It was just the epitaph logo in red. But anyway, wow, that's awesome. So we snuck out in the middle of the in the middle of the night. It was like two in the morning, I think, is what we planned on. And uh, so you know, classic. I went out through the garage door, closed it so gently behind me, and then went through. We had like a man door in the garage, so I could get out of the garage that way. I didn't have to open the door. I was so paranoid of waking my parents up. And uh, so I snuck out the side and met him down on the street and we walked over a few blocks and it's so weird like you're like the first time you're really out at that time of night just yeah. how like quiet it is yeah and you know you feel like and especially you're on high alert right so you just feel like everything is like gonna gonna wake someone up so anyway we go down the street and we get to the construction site and lo and behold the 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 construction company is smarter than your average punk teenager and they <laughs> all all their wood is not there yeah <laughs> like they, they didn't just leave it lying out i want to know what his plan was like to build this box and tell his parents like where this wood came from <laughs> when they, clearly there's a construction site down the road but so yeah. in the end in the end i got the epitaph iron on and didn't actually have to break any laws and steal any uh steal any wood but uh it was it was fun so whenever i think of pennywise that's what I think of is this like sneaking out in the middle of the night to try and steal wood with this kid who was, uh, he, like when I think of him, he was into bands like, um, well, like big wig gutter mouth. Yeah. Um, he was also into, he cut like, he was into like new metal as well as like corn and, uh, like, do you remember grim skunk that band? No, never heard no, of that. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> but there he was yeah, there's there's like specific music I think of and I think of him. Um but uh, Pennywise is one of those bands and so I feel like he's probably the the kid that got me into it uh as far as like listening to it more in full circle for sure. Like and seeing the videos on much music and stuff like that, right? Like Yeah. Uh, and friends mixtapes like Bro Him and Society and stuff. Yeah, well I, they were on lots of skate videos and um I mean, like, yeah, tons of compilations and stuff around then. So I, I yeah. definitely remember seeing their name around a lot and then thinking, like, okay, this must be, like, somewhat of a big-name band because I keep seeing, seeing their name or their logo. And Yeah, they were they were definitely at the forefront, I think, of, like, that 90s punk scene. I don't – they. I mean, they didn't blow up, obviously, to the extent of some of the bands we covered in, like, The Offspring and Green Day. Yeah. Or even to, like so, – so if The Offspring and Green Day are, like – you know the the first tier of those 90s punk bands you know then i'd say like rancid is tier number two sort of thing as far as like kind of blowing up alongside that and i don't, I don't know if pennywise ever got that far because i think they were they were a little too maybe straightforward like straight up punk rock for yeah 
you know, to break into radio. I could be wrong. I haven't looked at any numbers to see how singles performed or anything like that. But um, they were they were definitely one of those bands I can think of that everyone, as soon as they found out, you know, you like punk or were getting into it, it was like, oh, Pennywise, Pennywise, Pennywise. Yeah, I definitely think of them up there with, you know, No Effects, Lagwagon, Strung yeah. Out, Pennywise. You yeah. know, and yeah, they might have not gotten as much exposure in the mainstream, but you know, they've kind of kept it going. You know, it's for twenty plus years. You know, they're still yeah. tour here and there, still putting out music. From what I see, they're still like have enough interest of people coming to shows, and so yeah, and it's kind of cool because they were like one of the first bands to actually give. I don't know if you've heard this, but to give Blink One Eighty Two a shot. Yeah. So, like, I forget what documentary i saw it in i think it was just a documentary on like the cal the socal punk scene and in it fletcher so the guitar player is talking about how um yeah they were like one of the first bands to take blink 182 on the road because everyone was saying oh they're not punk rock they're too poppy blah 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 they're just a bunch of like suburban brat kids or whatever um and yeah, no. Pennywise was Pennywise was like, "Well, we're we're taking them on the road," <laughs> yeah. and like, well, that's awesome. Really pushed and supported them. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Especially like when I think of when I think of '90s punk rock, especially like late '90s into the early 2000s. And I mean, I guess technically before then, because Green Day felt the um, like the whole like the 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 weight of this in the sense that there was this whole discussion of always, Oh, what's punk and what's not punk Yeah, that, you know, this band sold out, that band sold out. So it's kind of cool because Pennywise, I think was often, especially at that time. And I'm sure still now are viewed as like, you know, like a legit straight up punk band. And then, you know, blink One Eighty Two, which in a, a lot of cases would be viewed the opposite way. They were like, no, right. we're taking them on the road with us. Like we're taking them under our wing. So, uh, that's kind of cool. But uh, that's that's not really that's that's not why I got into Pennywise or why I got into Blink One Eighty Two. So uh, yeah, we can no, we can talk about that at a later time when we do finally yeah. cover Blink One Eighty Two. That'll be like the that'll be the Yeti episode. <laughs> you know, it's I, like this I don't one. I don't follow Yeti uh, trends. <laughs> well, we're, we're we're always going to talk <laughs> about eventually doing a Blink One Eighty Two episode. Oh yeah, it'll, it'll come but, when the time but, is right. Yeah, but 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 when will it come? That's the thing is, well, oh, we're just that's that's my plan. We're going to continue to talk about it, but never do it unless you foil my plan when it's your <laughs> turn to pick and you pick Blink One Eighty Two episode um, One Eighty Two. So you've yeah, got we got some one, work seventy five episodes to <laughs> something like that. Yeah, we got to, yeah, and that's not counting for whatever reason. I don't count uh, the interviews and reviews and, and right, yeah, lost yeah. tapes as episodes. <laughs> Nope, the wow. episode has to be you and I sitting down to talk about a specific band. So this is a podcast that has a ton, a ton of bonus episodes. More <laughs> bonus episodes. It. Yeah, more bonus episodes than actual episodes. <laughs> we will cover every little band you've ever th- you ever heard of before we cover Blink, just so we can get to the 182. Yeah. I'm going to start, <laughs> we're going to start a Patreon and the Patreon will just be like all the interviews and reviews and stuff. So all the, the quote unquote bonus episodes. So then if you're not on Patreon with us, you only get an episode one every two weeks. <laughs> oh, way to scam the people. I like it. <laughs> Isn't that what podcasts do these days? They start uh, Patreons never, and then they're like, yeah. you get bonus exclusive episodes. And meanwhile, so I'm like, our bonus episodes happen more regularly than our actual episodes. Yeah, just so put we'll, it out there. Like, I don't know. People have so much to listen to. I can't be bothered oh, yeah. to sign up to pay for yeah. 
that's fair. A bunch of other stuff that I just won't get to or whatever. So that that's fair. That's fair. And I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, not to. I don't want to crap on any podcast because I've I've definitely thought about it from time to time. I was like, well, I wonder how that would go. But then at the same point, I'm like, I don't know what I would do as an added bonus for people to sign up for Patreon. You know, I'm like, what? Yeah. I I'm I'm like I'm already doing an episode a week. I don't know if I could do, you know, more episodes or whatever that we'd release that are bonus. And I'm like, unless I really started editing interviews so that when we do the interviews and what we release is just like a portion of the interview. I'm like, if you want to hear the whole thing, got to pay. So then you get five people paying and only those five people actually hear it. And that does nothing for (laughs) the platform. So I I think maybe it works for shows where you have, you know, maybe thousands of people listening and or whatever, like then maybe it's worth it if you have, you know, 200 people that are going to pay you five bucks a month or something. I don't know, whatever, how much it costs. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I don't got time for that. I I feel like that's that's the way that all podcasts are going. Um, Oh, speaking of podcasts, I skipped right over this. I did want to uh, throw a shout out to a podcast, which trying to think if they have a Patreon or not. (laughs) Uh, But I was listening to... Uh, the POD cast, which oh man, <laughs> it, it's 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 great because it's I mean it's all about new metal. Um, oh, it's not just about POD. No, no. In fact, they haven't covered POD yet. Oh, uh, come on. Yeah, they kind of they, they obviously will. Uh, they're not only in the name, but they're also in like their intro music sort of thing. Oh, okay. But uh, they're basically they they release one episode a month because I think both hosts have other shows that they do. But they do one episode a month where they focus on an album. A specific okay. album. So like, uh, mo- well, I was going to say most recently, except on the day we're recording this, they just released a new episode. But uh, the most recent one that I've listened to was on Deftones, uh, Around the Fur. And then they just released one on Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. Mm. They did Limp Biscuit, Significant Other, and I think Korn's self-titled album so far. Okay. Anyway, if you're if you're ever into new metal, it's, it's worth a listen. It's kind of entertaining. Um, and then I teased a podcast i think on our last episode like obviously not on your interview with i believe john ladd was the last one that came out but um i think it was on our goatee hook episode i teased a new podcast that i was starting called me and pete it's out now it's about fallout boy so if you're listening at this point it's a song by song uh podcast about fallout boy the the twist on this show that we're doing outside of all the other song by song podcasts that are out there is that um I'm not a fan of Fallout Boy, <laughs> but my my co-host Pete, who came up with the idea of having the show called Me and Pete, is a fan of Fallout Boy. So he's trying to convince me to become a fan of Fallout Boy one song at a time. Anyway, we're gonna get back to Pennywise. I just I wanted to actually throw the other podcast nod yeah, yeah. earlier, and I forgot about it. But uh, yeah, so Pennywise. So what was it originally that hooked you to Pennywise? Uh, that they took Fallout Boy out on their first tour. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I wonder who took Fallout Boy out on their first tour. It'd be funny if it was a legit punk band. Anyway, what hooked you yeah. first about uh, Pennywise? Well, I think it was just like, I don't know, the the chunky guitar playing. There's something about, uh, I'm blanking on the guitar player's name right now. Fletcher. Fletcher, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what's with these old punk bands and the guitar players having these like... Uh, Maybe that's maybe that's just his name. But I think of Fletcher and Noodles and oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, was, like I think random. Fletcher is his name. But okay. yeah, I was gonna say, what other bands are you talking about? Noodles, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> just other bands that have whose guitar players have names. 
<laughs> yeah, like like Tom and and oh, what's I'm trying to think of who um who are the guitar players in No Effects? I feel Mike, like they've well, fat well, he, oh, play, no, yeah, he plays, plays bass. bass. Um, oh, I can uh, picture I can, him. El Hefe, yeah, El Hefe is, is one he, and uh, the guy with the dreads. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was trying to picture the guy with the dreads. Anyway, we're talking about Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode is us just going off on anecdotes that have nothing to do with yeah, Pennywise. That's right. Um, what hooked me? Yeah, yeah, I think it was just like the fast, fast guitar progression, the fast drums, and I mean, it, it's still like it's. We had said it's not maybe as melodic as bands like Blink, but there's still right. a lot of really catchy melodies to it. And I think just and I find that really cool because there are lots of bands in that in that genre that I mean I like it, but it doesn't quite hook me in the same yeah. way that Pennywise does. Um, yeah, they just they know how to write good, fast, catchy songs. Yeah, and and a lot of them. So I think for me, they were kind of like one of the first bands that I really got into that I can think of like straight up punk bands that really kind of like had a message with their music. Yeah. yeah um, too. Cause I mean, we talked about MXPX and I mean, obviously they'd have some songs that were more uh, not serious cause they never really wrote many joke songs that I can think of outside of like Yuri wakes up screaming, but they maybe had a couple more serious songs and then the rest were kind of just about girls or everyday things. Yeah. Same with, same with like green day. Um, the Offspring, they had some, which we discussed in the Offspring episode. Episode, they had some, some messages, but like Pennywise for sure was like you knew straight out of the gate because I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure the first two songs I heard were Bro Him, which is obviously about someone dying, um, or multiple people dying in the original version, and then, um, and then like Society. And I mean the the message behind society. There's no mistaking it. So um, I just feel like they were maybe one of those first bands where I felt a little more like, you know, because one of the things that seems to come along with punk rock, whether every band does it or not, is like that whole political side of the spectrum, right? Yeah. And so they were just one of those bands where I was like, felt like, yeah, people will take me seriously if I listen to these guys. <laughs> I have yeah, no idea were- if that's true or not. More uh, along the lines, you know, of bands like Good Riddance that, right, where they they wanted to actually say something with their platform, and I I'm sure I I didn't pick up on this with Pennywise at at that age what what they were singing about, um, but yeah, years later, kind of realized, you know, like okay, these guys, you know, they they want to use their platform to get get across different things yeah. that are going on in in the world and and in uh, yeah in their parts of the world and so. Yeah, yeah. It, they, yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely what I think kind of drew me. And I mean, obviously I want to say every one of their songs just has like that Pennywise energy, right? Like there, there isn't much, I guess you can make an argument that like this, a song like Society is a bit slower compared to some of their other songs, but even then it's not yeah. slow, right? Like they the album would start and they'd be hitting you at 100 miles an hour basically from track 1 all the way through the last track, right? So Yeah. Which which I love like I when I listened through uh self-titled a few weeks ago like I I just love when an album even though I know the album but when there's been enough time and I put it on and it just hits me like it did, like it just gets me so stoked 
and I immediately was like, oh man, I just I can't wait to listen to more of this band and talk about them, and just kind of gave me that renewed, refreshed kind of love for them. Yeah, they. So I, I worked my way through most of their albums. Um, their first one, self-titled, uh, I really loved. I actually thought, like, I don't know if I'd heard it before. In fact, I was surprised when I looked at it. I was like, oh, Brohim is on this album, too. And mm. then that's where, I mean, they obviously make a lyric change between Brohim on that record and Brohim on Full Circle. I think it was, is it on? I think it's their self-titled that it's on, right? Oh, yeah, Full Circle. Sorry, I'm calling it self-titled. I meant Full Circle before. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so like, so. well, it's interesting because they have similar covers, like just the Pennywise yeah, logo right. with a different background. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Brohim is on on self-titled and and full circle so you're forgiven uh, <laughs> because <laughs> and they I never, feature the same song and the same logo i'm just gonna say for clarity I, I never really did um like i have gone back and listened to those earlier albums yeah but i never really paid too much attention to the <laughs> sorry <laughs> looking at me <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to check the battery on my phone. <laughs> oh man, uh, we're we're FaceTiming, and Aaron just got a face full of my face, making a strange face, trying to trying to look sideways. I'm like, He's like what is yeah, wrong science, with you? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to those the the self titled and was it about time and was there even maybe yeah. even another one in there too? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So it goes uh, so self titled and then unknown road and then about oh, yeah. time. Right. And then full circle, straight ahead, and then a live record, and they go yeah. from there. Um, I was trying to remember, because I did like the self-titled record. I can't remember if it was Unknown Road or About Time, and looking at this, it's not going to remind me. There was one record, I actually, I want to say it's Unknown Road. I could be wrong about this. I had to turn it off. There was just like, is it Jim? Is that his name? Yeah. This is how much research we do. Um, <laughs> I literally have their Wikipedia open right now. But uh, yeah, like... There was just some weird vocal stuff going on on one of them where I was like legit listening to it and I'm like, man, this reminds me of uh, like Axl Rose stuff going oh, on. Weird. And I was like, what is happening? And so I just like had enough of it after a few songs. Yeah, I mean, full circle, no one's going to argue with you that that is one of the greatest records of all yeah. time. And I, I have this idea where I want to someday, and maybe, I don't know, this has just been floating around in my head, where I want to do episodes where we focus just on like a specific year. And so I look mm -hmm. at like 1997, and I bring that up because we also talked, you know, in our Goaty Hook episode about how that's yeah. when... I think that's when Banana Man came out is what it was. Something like that anyway. Um, and just like stuff like, like looking at a year, and I feel like 1997 is probably a good year, but but Full Circle is just like start to finish. Such a good record. Um, but this is kind of where I think my, my problem with Pennywise lies. It rhymed. Um, is that 
within the come, eyes. I was just going to say, yeah, you know, just, <laughs> I was going to say come full circle. <laughs> That's funny, but, but from full circle forward, like full circle is so good that I think every record after that to me just feels like they're trying to duplicate that. And, yeah. you know, you know, the saying often imitated, never duplicated. Right. Yeah. And I, I think about that with not only like there are, there are punk bands that you could make that argument that like Pennywise is often imitated, never duplicated with other bands, but Pennywise themselves, yeah, you know, uh, were often imitated, never duplicated, trying to redo what they had done. And so like going through listening to their records outside of one very specific record that has a giant asterisk beside it, um, all or nothing is about oh, the yeah. only the only record out of that where I'm like, okay, but that's because Jim wasn't in the band yeah. for that one record. So they had a different vocalist and it just kind of like added something new. Because Jim's got one of those voices where I don't think it's necessarily like a distinct voice because so many artists have come along after with right. similar voices, yeah. right? But you know, like, oh, the, that that's Jim. As soon as you hear the Pennywise formula come together of like Fletcher's guitar, Jim's vocals, and as everything comes together, you know it's Pennywise, right? Yeah. But when you break it up, the funny thing is like n- none of them are really doing anything that's incredibly unique it's just the package itself other bands have kind of latched onto right but um so like that's kind of my thing that i found like going through and and to be fair and you know 100 percent honest is i didn't listen to every single record i went through some of their newer stuff and some of the in-between stuff they just have a ton of records (laughs) yeah and there's there's definitely a handful in there that i kind of just lost interest in in those years you know, I'd always kind of check it out, but it never, like, yeah, for me, full circle. I, I think Straight Ahead is a really solid follow-up to that album. Like, when I listen to that one after full circle, I still love that one just as just as much. Um, but, yeah, then after that, I mean, like any of these bands we talk about when you're making, you know, five, seven, ten albums and staying within the same genre... I don't really know how you keep making exciting albums. So it makes sense to me when I go back and listen, it's like, okay, they just, I mean, they didn't want to stop being a band. So they just keep making records. But another thing I noticed with them as I, as I listened through is they've like for a band of that size and that many albums, a lot of their albums don't really sound that great production wise. And so then I was on Wikipedia looking up all the producers and they don't really have like any, well, I shouldn't say any. You see a lot of bands in that era going to a lot of the same kind of producers and none of their albums were produced by any of those guys. 
The only name I I recognized was Cameron Webb. So he has done, you know, some heavy stuff, some punk stuff, and but I think that was maybe one one album, and the rest were all by just other guys. There was one name that kept popping up, but there I couldn't find any information on him. So I found that kind of interesting. That I wonder why they didn't go to these kind of like classic big name punk producers, or why they have so many albums that just don't sound that kind of clean and crisp and. Yeah, they definitely. I, I would agree. Um, in that, not they they have this like weird sort of in between that they do uh, with production, as in like nothing feels overproduced. Yeah, or like super high quality production, but then nothing outside of maybe like that first record really feels overly raw either. Yeah, like it's all yeah. just kind of middle of the road and. Going back to um, Straight Ahead, there was just one note that I had on it, and that's like the opening track, Greed. Every time yeah. I hear it, it just annoys me. So it, like, oh. it makes it hard for me to get too far into the record. Um, yeah, that's not just the best because, one, but no, the following it, songs, are, I think, are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, the record itself, once it gets going, it's not too bad. It's just like that first sort of look into it with that intro or that first song, I'm just like, eh, it could do better. Yeah. And there was in that, again, that era of where punk albums had a lot of songs in it. I think that song has yeah. got like, or that album has, you know, 14 or 16 songs on it or something. Yeah. So it can kind of, you know, if you do listen to enough of them that you don't like, and then it's hard to kind of be like, Oh man, I don't know if I can do another 14 songs of this. Yeah. So I yeah. guess that, that is the down. I mean, it's good because you get lots of songs, but if there's a few that, kind of turn you off then you don't really want to go through the rest of it totally um yeah no but but all in all like if if you're looking for a band that from first record to most current record uh you're no you know what you're gonna get pennywise is definitely one of those bands <laughs> yeah i was also gonna say on that uh, all or nothing album uh, the singer uh, his name is zoli he he's a singer yeah. of a band called ignite another awesome like melodic punk hardcore band but when I listen to that one again, like it just throws me off because I'm just it sounds too similar to his other band, right? So then I, I just feel like oh, I just want to go listen to Ignite instead of Pennywise with the Ignite singer. <laughs> That's fair. So that album, I, I I found it hard to to make it through. So he's an awesome singer, brought a lot to the band, but yeah, just kind of a, a weird dynamic. That's fair. Yeah. No, and and I think for me, just in the whole experience, is that like going through all of those Pennywise records and then coming to all or nothing and being like, Oh, there's a bit of a change here. Right. Like, um, you kind of get used to hearing things one way and then it still sounds like Pennywise, but all of a sudden you have this different edge in the vocals that weren't, you know, there before. And it's, it's, it was kind of like in listening through the records, it was just kind of refreshing, I think, uh, to hear something a little bit different, but, um, yeah, like, you know, people, we've said this a few times, I think, where people often, you know, you get those complaints where bands do change or whatever, or or people going like, oh, you know, they don't make music today like they used to or whatever, right? Like, punk punk gets it all the time. You still have these bands yeah. that are, I mean, and I mean, the thing is, like, the bands that Pennywise have influenced over the years, while, you know, maybe they're not the forefront of the scene, they still definitely exist as well. Uh, yep. you just might have to dig a little harder, but they're, they're there. 
Yeah, but I also... And, oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just say bands can change. Bands can decide not to change. It's, you know, it's all up to them. Yeah, and honestly, I would rather have a band like Pennywise where they have a handful of albums I don't like, but at least I know it still sounds like them. Yeah. And and their latest album is is one of my favorites of theirs. So there still is nice. enough in them where they where they can write good songs. So again, it makes me think, okay, why why do they kind of have this lull in there with albums? Yet 20 yeah. years later they put on an album that to me sounds just as good as some of those earlier ones that I love so yeah so who that's, knows yeah I wonder too, like I mean, I can go back and easily look, but like how much time was between? But it's not even a ton of time. Like, it was like their latest was twenty. It was just last year, twenty eighteen. Yeah. It was only like four years before that that they had a record out. Um, so, who knows? <laughs> yeah, bands are weird. Why all of a sudden something works again, right? So yeah, well, I think that's the one that their singer Jim came back for. So maybe it was just a, a reignited. Yeah, well, so they had to get back to it and yeah so they had all or nothing in 2012 and then yesterday's i believe is what jim came back for yesterday's is just like uh like a a collection of of like re-released or something like that so never gonna die is like the official is there one back release yeah yeah i know i went through and there was something somewhere that was um what's it called like old songs but uh, yeah. Anyway, so like, I mean, maybe maybe if just the time off that he took was like what sort of got him going again. Yeah, yeah. That's like, also I was gonna say no, go uh, for uh, a band that's you know he was a singer of that band for whatever you know fifteen twenty years, yeah. and then uh, I, I can't remember what the reason why he left, but you know to to then be like oh you know what maybe maybe I miss this and I, I want to come back and. So it's like, well, you should have just stuck it out and just taken a hiatus instead of leave and have this other guy and then come back. and Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the story so is. So did you, there, oh, interesting. So, okay, so this is what happened. So Jim left, and I think it's because there was just like, I think I read, this might this could be wrong, but I feel like there was just like artistic differences or whatever. Because then Jim went on to start, what, with the Black Pacific? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I um, forgot about that. But so it looks like the like the singer who replaced him actually injured his back during a tour in 2012 in Germany, which required emergency surgery. So then Pennywise was forced to cancel all touring activity for the year mm. to allow him to heal. Um, but then he wanted to leave the band anyway, and had been <laughs> in, and he had been in touch with Jim asking him to rejoin. So 
like Ollie or whatever his name is, asked Jim if he'd be interested in rejoining Pennywise. Uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, Pennywise is still a band that from time to time, for me anyway, because like, again, you know, I, I like a number of the bands we've talked about, I never actually owned anything by them. Um, you know, like looking back at the bands we've done, like, I mean, I guess only the offspring <laughs> looking at wow. looking at our walls like oh oh the offspring are the only band that i don't think i actually owned anything by um but and then pennywise but i mean again like hearing them enough just through friends and whatnot and they were just like full circle has forever been an album that i guess you could say kind of left and left an imprint on me yeah um just as far as punk was concerned so did you ever get to see them li- like i asked that as if it was past tense they're still touring but have you ever seen them live it saddens me to say no. They were oh. in Saskatoon uh, maybe like two years ago. And okay. um, yeah, I just, for, I can't remember what the reason was, but I couldn't make it. And I was yeah. so bummed just because I always think with those kind of bands, this is my last chance. Right. Yeah. So, And then it ends up not being your last chance. <laughs> well, that's I mean, happened with me for. Don't, yeah, with yeah. a couple bands where I'm like, oh, I've never seen this band. They're coming, or I should travel to go see them. This will probably be my last chance. Or my, and then next thing you know, you're seeing them again. Yeah, short time. Yeah, that might you know that might happen. Like like uh, for instance, the Offspring. I mean, you know, I haven't seen them yeah. in 20 years, and then they randomly come, you know, within an hour of me. Yeah. But I had like I don't remember Pennywise ever coming here, or even anywhere that much closer. So yeah, maybe they have, but I I don't know if they'd ever be back or not. Maybe I got to see them once. Um, I should air quote that. I got to see them once. Where were they? I got to see them. The air quote should be on see them. <laughs> <laughs> I air quoted once. I mean, once is accurate. Uh, so it was at Warp Tour one year. I can't remember which year of Warp Tour this was, but I air quoted see them because Jim was late getting there. I, there was something to do with a flight delayed or something like that. So he was late getting there. And, uh, the first like half of their set, keeping in mind, this is warp tour. So their sets were like 30 minutes. I think the first half of his, of their set, some random dude, I have no idea who he was, came out and with like a bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> and was like hammered and like, s- like singing for Pennywise. No, that's and unfortunate. it was, it's funny because I can't remember if that was the same year that Coheed and Cambria played and Claudio, their lead singer, was yeah. hammered. And he was terrible. Whereas at least this guy, who A, wasn't Jim, wasn't the singer of the band, but he knew all the words, and B, was hammered and still pulled it <laughs> off. Like he, It almost kind of made it a little more entertaining because he's just like going back and forth on stage with this giant bottle of liquor and just like having a good time. And then Jim showed up eventually and finished the set or whatever. But... It was kind of this weird thing where, yeah, I never, I've never seen them for a full set as one band. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Kind of, kind of well, funny. And in fairness, Coheed uh, um, singer has a bit more uh, dynamic vocals. Yeah, than, well, uh, Pennywise, so maybe it was easier for that drunk guy to feel. I right mean, in. yeah, that's fair. It wasn't <laughs> even necessarily. Punk. Yeah, it wasn't even necessary his his vocal performance for Coheed. It was A, the guitar playing, which again is another thing that Jim's yeah, not doing. Yeah. And then B, it was just forgetting the words. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what 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 can you do? I was super pumped to see them, uh, like uh, Coheed that is, and then I, I haven't had a chance to see them since. So it is what it is. I don't even know if I'd go now, to be honest. Yeah, but, I can't imagine it'd be that good anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're I'm sure they're fine. I just don't really follow the band anymore. But um, okay, so let's let's get down to it. Favorite album and favorite song from Pennywise. What do you got? Well, my al- favorite album was Straight Ahead until I listened to Full Circle again. Oh. Um, I don't know. That's hard because Straight Ahead is kind of the first one that s- sticks out. But yeah. when I re-listened, Full Circle was the one that really hit me. So I might just have to go with Full Circle. Um, favorite, I don't know. My Well, I have a... One of their songs on, on a mix CD right now in my van. Uh, I think it's track four from Straight Ahead called American Dream. Yeah. And it's just so catchy. So I'm going to go with that one. Things you can't deny, you better believe it. Everything you wanted is gone. Struck down, although you don't like it. Nothing about you to be I also am going to go with Full Circle for favorite album. And this kind of tees up, I think, the next part of the show. But uh, And my favorite song, I got to say, is still Society, probably. Yeah, that is an awesome um, song. That is a good song. Otherwise, I would say there is always a song. I just got to find it now. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I say there is always a song on that album that I'm like, oh, right. Oh, uh, Fight Till You Die. The first song is great, oh, too. Yeah, so good. Get it, so just 
I mean, I know you're still listening to the band, but in, in prepping for this episode, did your appreciation for the band, did it grow? Did it stay the same or did it kind of take a step back? I think it, it grew because I came to reappreciate, you know, some of those older albums um, and also just appreciate a band that stays consistent, even though there were albums that, you know, weren't as good in my opinion, but at least they stayed consistent as a band and they're still putting out quality material. So, yeah, I would, I would say say it's grown because it makes me excited to keep listening and keep right. diving into the albums. I'd say for me, this might be the first time that I say this so far on the show, but I think my appreciation actually kind of shrunk a little, took a mm. step back, only because I came into prepping for this episode really only knowing uh, Full Circle, and I came out of listening to these albums kind of going, yeah, but the only album I really want to listen to is Full Circle. Much yeah. the same where yeah. you mentioned like with when uh, Ollie took over or whatever on vocals and you're like, I just want to listen to Ignite now. Anytime right. I listen to something else by them, I was kind of like, yeah, I just kind of want to listen to Full Circle. And because it all, like I said, to me, it just sound like they were just trying to duplicate Full Circle. So in a sense, I don't know if it's fair for me to say like, like my appreciation took a step back. But at the same point in expanding my, you know, Pennywise experience it didn't do any good, <laughs> right? So yeah. it's either it stayed the same or it took a step back. The only thing I would say is that now, you know, before my sample size was essentially full circle and maybe a couple songs outside of that, now my sample size is full circle plus a good chunk of their albums. And I just kind of went, eh, you know, it's it for, might for be a hard those, band to go back to now and try to reappreciate too. So may, it's possible. It. What I think part of it too is, one of the reasons I think that you said you you liked, you know, that, that you said your appreciation grew for them is the consistency where, like, it just, I'm not, you know, a band doesn't have to make a major change. You know, a band doesn't have to release an American Idiot or, you know, an, an untitled, like, Blink-182 sort of thing where they just completely change course. But I just feel yeah. like anything I've heard Pennywise just never, has never tried anything yeah. Like tried adding That's anything. True. Yeah. And Which, I mean, so I like part of that. And I also think like what, like I'm trying to think of a good example of, you know, like a skate punk band that has tried something different yeah. that still stays within kind of their genre, but expands a bit. I don't, I don't really know what's a good example and of that. But. And yeah. And maybe that's kind of what hurts skate punk in the end is like, like not even be able to try, you know, slowing down a little bit, right? Like um, we talked about like one of the things it's, it's funny because like one of the things I do like about Pennywise is you put track one on and it's a hundred miles an hour from beginning to end, you know, not necessarily blazing fast, fat, but like the energy's always up. The, the yeah. slowest songs are going to be like mid tempo to up, like to upper mid tempo songs. Um, but I think what, what gets me over the course of, you know, what, coming up on 30 years of a band because i think 91 was when their self-titled album came out yeah um it's crazy is that it is crazy but like just that stretch of time to have it all just kind of sound the same and not that it sounds bad right like i, I don't i'm trying to like figure out how to say this but because it kind of makes it sound like wow all their songs sound the same i just think for me as like a fan coming in maybe if i was like 
absolutely on board with Pennywise like I am with some other bands and buying those albums or listening to those albums as they came out, it creates a different thing, right? But yeah. for me to like try to go back and know and love full circle and try to find anything outside of that, that doesn't just make me want to listen to full circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think like for me, at least with skate punk, when I listen to it, like I just want it to be that I don't, I don't really even want it to be something else. Uh, as an example, like some of the newer bad religion, yeah. you know, where they've kind of branched out a bit more to maybe that like Americana sound or, or whatever. Like, right. I just, to me, I'm just like, ah, that's, that doesn't really sound like the bad religion I want, so I skip that and kind of move yeah. on. So, maybe, yeah, you might get albums that aren't as good, but at least it's still what I want to hear from that band. Sure, and maybe it's also something else we touched on, is they never really had, as far as I could tell, like that one album where it was just like, oh, man, like sonically this album gets it done, right? Yeah. Like production-wise, like, oh, I can latch on to it's my, you know, it's, it's this band I know and enjoy, but they've like taken that next step. They just never really seem to, in my eyes, like take that next step. And, and again, like that's not necessarily a knock on them because maybe they're not trying to take that next step in any sort of way. Right. Maybe they're just like, we just like making Pennywise songs. (laughs) So we'll just keep making Pennywise songs. But now I think like, I will still go back to full circle. Um, as I, did going into this it was the only album yeah, that i sure. had like in my streaming collection or whatever already so i had to go and add all the other ones or whatever but um but yeah i don't know maybe there'll be something i'll be like oh I, I sort of remember liking something off this album maybe i'll give it a listen or who knows but um but yeah anyway i think that'll that's gonna somewhat do it for this episode we are going to talk about real quickly what our what, a, what the next episode is going to be of course it's December now. You can probably guess what that next episode is. And it's Favorite not about Christmas. Music. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not about Christmas music. Thank it is going to be our top records of 2019, though. So that's what the next full episode with Aaron and myself will be. We're going to each pick our own top 10 um, picks, 10 through 6. We'll just kind of list and then. Uh, picks five through one each of us are going to kind of go in a little bit and discuss what we like about these albums and whatnot so that's what's going to be coming up in the next episode and then moving on in the new year we got to decide what's next i don't know we gotta we'll figure that out when we record the next episode because we only work one episode at a time why work too far ahead so (laughs) (laughs) anyway wherever you listen to this make sure you rate your review you subscribe you tell your friends all that kind of stuff because uh, we like talking about punk rock bands if there's a band that you want us to talk about that we haven't touched on yet that was one of your favorites growing up please let us know hit us up Um, oh I did want to say I was going to say hit us up you know on YouTube and stuff because we're on there if you're listening to this show on YouTube I will say this you do not get the same experience as if you are listening on your favorite podcast app because YouTube's music copyright stuff just makes things annoying sometimes I can upload it and it's no problem sometimes I upload it and it gets blocked so I just figured okay no music on YouTube all the music on um, on you know your, your, your podcast apps Apple Podcasts Google yeah spotify wherever uh but yeah so let us know who you want you want us to talk about because that would be awesome you can hit us up on twitter at growing punk pod um or on instagram at growing up punk myself at david growing up on twitter and instagram and aaron is on instagram at aaron grew up punk that's gonna do it though so bye-bye thanks for listening so polite (laughs) 